Recording from the Mesa Gilbert line in Arizona, here's Pawson J. Healy. On this week's episode of Hairdo Uncut, Charlie Cutter brings the fire on box color, spitting some hard truths so you won't want to miss this one. We appreciate you subscribing by searching Hairdo Uncut on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the Anchor app. Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you for adding Hairdo Uncut to your repertoire of podcasts. As always, you can get in touch with us on our email, hairdouncut at gmail.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, it is hair underscore do underscore salon. And myself is Paulson J. Healy. Uh, Now, we need to get to the topic, and I actually have a guest on this topic Based on a video that we did that is one of our most watched videos on Facebook. So if you want to check it out, you can go there. But Charlie Cutter, a hairstylist here at Hairdo Salon and a Paul Mitchell educator, is here to spit some color chews at us. So welcome, Charlie. Hi, Paulson. I'm so happy to be here today. We're going to have some fun. This is, you know, my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> yes, and, and we are going to do our best to stay a little bit away from being super nerdy about this because if I ask a question a lot of times, Charlie gets so nerdy and it gets out of control. But we're <laughs> going to try to keep it a little bit. <laughs> yep, I'm going to do my best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a quick little background on you as a stylist, your history, uh, maybe even a little bit of inspiration of what, you know, what brought you into hairstyling and why you are a hairstylist today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to one of my clients about this, that I have been doing hair almost the same, almost half the time that I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I started really young. I was really fortunate to kind of know that that's what I wanted to do always. I just, I come from a family of hairdressers and it was always something that I found uh, I loved. I was, uh, had natural knack for. And then as I, you know, started in school and I started to learn more, I really got into the more intricate uh, parts of it. And I just, you know, fell in love. I am an educator with Paul Mitchell. I'm an national color educator. So I'm very fortunate to get to travel and share my knowledge uh, in the Southwest here. And uh, obviously when I'm here at the, at hairdo working behind the chair, I love that as well. So I have the best of both worlds. (laughs) And we love having her here. She not only is, uh, Charlie is super energetic, uh, and what you'll probably notice is that both of us are kind of loud, and, I, I, and I've tried to play with the sound even as we've been going already because we're pushing it into the red. So I apologize for that in advance because both of us project quite I apologize. <laughs> there will be one cackle. I know it's coming. I'm going to try and tamper it down. Okay, so the video that we did was on box color, and it was one of our most watched ones and most commented videos. Uh, and a lot of people asked about it, even if they didn't like it, they would come into the salon and they were asking about the video. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Box color versus professional color. Now the goal of the show again is not to get crazy technical, but there are some technicalities that we need to get into because we really feel that people need to understand the difference between professional hair and box color. Uh, and so first what we're going to do is we're going to define what box color is so that when we say box color for the rest of the time, you all know what we're talking about. So Charlie, define for us what is box color. 
I'd say it, as a very general statement, you know, obviously anybody that has gone to a Walmart or a grocery store and gotten that little cardboard box filled with everything to achieve whatever, uh, you know, false <laughs> picture is on the outside of the box. Yeah. Um, anything that, you know, we call a box color is going to be a non-professional hair color. Okay. So, you know, and some people are like, oh, but I went to Sally's and I bought the tube and yep, the yep, developer. Yep. No, no, no. doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, anything that you do not have to have a professional cosmetology license to purchase, we are going to use the terminology box color because I think that that's the most general term that's used in our industry between clients and, and professionals. Yeah. You know, being at the front desk, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm like, you know, Hey, what, you know, how have you colored your hair in the past? And they're like, Oh yeah, I do have color in there. And I was like, okay, did you get it professionally done? They're like, well, I went to Sally's and I'm like, I love that okay, they think that's, that's the middle ground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So that was, that's kind of, that's kind of rough. So again, just want to reference, if you think you're going to Sally's and getting professional color, you are not. <laughs> yeah, or I love the uh I've never box colored my hair. I only go and get the color the the color from Sally's. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. So uh, and then let's let's talk. So that's that's box color. So okay. now that we're referencing that, now let's talk about professional color. Professional color is gonna be much more um a Anything that, again, as a professional, when you have a professional cosmetology license that I can go and purchase. And the reason uh, that you can't, you know, walk into the same store that I do and purchase it is because, you know, we take years of education to know what these chemicals are capable of. And a lot of them are no joke. I mean, we really do deal with a lot of uh, chemicals and mixtures and things like that that can be harmful if not used correctly so we get the benefit of having a lot more strength but that also comes with the responsibility of knowing how those things are going to work so professional color is going to be anything that you have to have a license to understand yep. and that to purchase yeah so just just going forward just to clarify one more time box color anywhere that's not purchased at a professional store or put on by a professional and professional color is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. So the main the main um, claim that box color makes is that is a, it is a one-size-fits-all. But that's not possible, right? Like, you know, and, and, and in this case, why don't you give us an example of maybe like two people that go buy the same color box color and they've got two different shades of hair, how, that, how that's going to play and how that one-size-fits-all is not going to not going to work yeah so the whole one size fits all analogy uh you know it's it can't and and to be honest if I really were to go into it even professional color is not one size fits all there is no one size fits all because there's so many differences yeah there's yep. so many differences and we'll talk about that a little bit later on but there, it's just impossible um but it can't so even ours uh isn't one size fits all the difference is that we have the knowledge and the experience to be able to customize uh, that color for you. So uh, when you get that box and it says, yep, you're going to be a beautiful golden blonde. Well, it, it can't possibly guarantee that because it, there's so many factors that go into uh, what that that box is doing. So as an example, when you said, you know, different, you know, how it would play out differently. If you had fine hair versus coarse hair, I have very, very fine hair. I'm Norwegian is my background. Um, and again, not to get too technical, hair can have anywhere from about three layers to of cuticle, cuticle layer, just like you've seen on the back of the, your bottle of shampoo, that shingle looking, it actually looks very much like shingles under a microscope. Yeah. Um, you can have anywhere from about three 
up to 18. So I'm going to be like three. <laughs> very fine, very skinny, very fragile hair in comparison to maybe my best friend who is Hispanic and she's going to have somewhere closer in the 14 range. Coarse, darker. It's going to take a lot more aggression to open that cuticle, to expand it, to swell it, which is what happens. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a lot more strength. Well, if we take that same box color and I've only got three layers of cuticle and she's got 14, guess how many cuticle layers I'm losing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of them. So it really comes down to fine versus coarse and also the level that you start at. I mean, obviously somebody that's a natural blonde like I am, if I use something as aggressive as my best friend Savannah does, we are going to have two completely different results. She's a natural level two, which uh, we use a scale of one to 10. So she's just barely above black, a very, very dark brown. I'm a natural uh, medium to light blonde. I mean, you can imagine the damage that that aggressive chemical that needs to be able to move her hair because the box says it's gonna. And then somebody like me, it's going to do quite a bit of damage. Yeah. So, the one thing that I was that I wanted to kind of reference, so that's that's awesome. When when you see a box colored blonde, how is that different from like a professional blonde? Because you're not you're not at that point using just like color at that point. You you know you're using a lightener as a professional. So how is when somebody looks at that box color and is like, well, I'll, you know, I'll get blonde because it's going to lighten my hair. How is that different than when a professional? uses lightener and lightens your hair. Sure. Um, a lot of what we talk about in the uh, the ability to lighten hair, to change the level of lightness in hair, is going to be ruled by a chemical known as ammonia. We're all very familiar with it. Um, very, very alkaline, very alkaline uh, chemical. And the difference between lightener and a color, which both can technically lighten you, is the actual amount of ammonia, the percentage of ammonia that's in there. So um, if you take something as little as maybe a very dark brown, it's going to have a very small percentage of ammonia, just enough to open the swell of the cuticle, to place those oxidative colors, those dye molecules into the hair, and let it close back down. If you take anything up to, like, let's say a powdered lightener and Again, in the professional world, we say powdered lightener. We don't use bleach. Bleach is what you clean grout with. That's right. right? <laughs> that's what now, I when my, you go to Sally's, you my, buy bleach. <laughs> my bathtub with. Yeah, so we use a professional powdered lightener, but it really is a powdered ammonia base. So it's, a, it's about as strong as you can work with. Now, yep. here's the difference. And it was funny. I remember the first time I saw somebody have a box color. I didn't even know this existed. It's a true story. I, one of my friends, uh, when I had just started going to beauty school, asked me a question. She had gone and bought a box herself. And of course she's like, oh, Charlie's in beauty school now. So she's going to use me as like her little encyclopedia. Right. Right. And she gets the box home and I'm like, what is this? It was Feria. I will never forget the smell (laughs) of this stuff. She opens it up and it's powder and her developer and this and that. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm like 10 seconds into school, but I know that that's lightener. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was bleach, <laughs> but I know what that is. And it was, she ended up burning her scalp. It was awful. They oh. actually sold the powdered lightener in a box like that. Now, the ammonia itself is not so scary. It's what happens when it's mixed with developer, yeah, what right. happens when it right. oxidizes, right? So if you have that beautiful little box there, the only thing that you can see in my uh, professional 
arsenal. I have many different levels and strengths of developer. I have different kind of lighteners to use that have different chemical makeups. I have all the crayons in the crayon box. You have a flimsy little box right. that has a powder, a pack of powdered lightener. It's got like a 120 volume developer because it's got to work for my best friend, Savannah, right? right? Who's yep. dark and thick and coarse. And it's going to give you a super, super strong uh, developer. It's going to give you that pretend little, uh, what do they call it, conditioning treatment that's just full of plastic. Because yeah. they got to coat your hair with something so it doesn't feel so, like garbage. <laughs> and they're going to give you that crappy little pair of gloves. That's what you have in your arsenal. I have thousands upon thousands. And I am uh, that is not an exaggeration of combinations at my disposal to be able to completely customize everything down to color to strength how much lift do we need how much deposit do we need how much percentage of gray i mean it's unbelievable well, and, the, the and, mathematical and, equation and just like you said you you know those boxes come with a little bit of conditioning treatment but it's really just like a jacket that <laughs> yeah, goes just, over the outside it, of your it's hair silicone. it's silicone and we can use Olaplex or a keratin triplex, which actually brings health to your hair and actually fortifies it. Well, it's funny you know. that you mentioned that too. It's one thing that you know nobody has the ability, unless you're a licensed professional, to get their hands on it. I'm not going to use any any names because I know the second I do that, people are going to start trying to find it on Amazon. <laughs> um, the we have additives that we can actually put into our lightener and to our color that are very chemically complicated compounds yep. that actually rebuild. The, uh, the protein in your hair that, uh, or actually the bond that holds your hair together is called a disulfide bond. That's the actual bond in the hair that, that gives most of the strength yeah. to your hair before it breaks. Um, and so we're actually able to go in and rebuild and recreate to the best of our ability without, you know, <laughs> from yes. uh, not playing God, um, the best of our ability to replace those disulfide bonds and really actually create a webbing of strength within that hair where somebody that does not have a professional license you can't even that's not even an option for you um so it's funny with those conditioners and things like that you might as well just dip your hair in candle wax because yeah. it's really close to the same thing oh, it just feels so soft yeah for like you know and then all of a sudden two weeks later you're like oh it's so weird it feels like <laughs> wet straw yeah so okay so let's keep all this in mind why is um why is professional customization so important you know, I know you touched on it a little bit, but let's dive into that just a little bit more. Why is that customization for a specific client so important? This is what I compare it to, um, you know, and again, not that I would ever compare myself to a physician, but really, if you would not go to a doctor who every patient that walked in is like, you know, oh, I have the flu. All right. Antibiotics. I had a heart attack. Antibiotics. My arm is broken. Antibiotics. Like you wouldn't go to that doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be like, this is this is terrible care. <laughs> um, so you wouldn't go to that doctor. But every time you go and buy that box, that's essentially what you're doing. You're yep. just buying this this re repetition that is not going to work for everybody. Um, cu client customization really is the reason that I have a profession. It's why I have a job. I mean, it's the difference between hating and loving what you have on your head and what you see when you look in the mirror. I mean, obviously there are a few things <laughs> being a woman. I understand vanity. <laughs> um, and <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and, yeah. I only have to look into a mirror for 12 hours a day. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a great hair day, we all know that feeling of where you look in the mirror and you're like, yes, please let me run into everybody today. <laughs> Never works out that way. But, you know, you know that 
feeling that you get when you have a great hair day. It, everything else in the, your world could be crashing down around you, but that will give you such a boost of confidence. And the customization, not only in just the chemical customization, how I'm going to actually achieve where you need to get, which again, to go into would be so complicated on how many facets there is, yeah. but it's also customizing, having somebody to talk to about, uh, you know, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm envisioning. Show being able to look at, you know, uh, Pinterest boards and idea boards and go, you know, I love this. What do you think about it for me? And okay, well let's do this, but let's do this a little differently. And you really do have that connection with somebody that you get to, uh, be a part of what makes them feel good. And it's, and that really all does come down to that those little tweaks, those little changes. One picture, one different highlight in a picture can make the whole look completely different. So it's there's multifaceted. That's uh, a very multifaceted question. Oh yeah, really- no, and, and and I mean, just so that everybody knows, these are the things that they that that a professional has to deal with when you sit down and they're going to customize the color for you. Because like you had alluded to briefly, you know. You're going to, you know, these cli- a client's going to come in. She's going to have looked at he or she ha- will have looked at Pinterest boards and Instagram. And they're like, you know, and then you come back with, well, let's do this. You know, you're talking about natural level underlying pigment in the hair, your, their skin tone, the level of porosity on their hair, which a stylist can tell by looking and playing Never with your hair. Never lie to your hairdresser. Yeah, we, we know you're lying. Know. <laughs> they always know. <laughs> uh, previous artificial pigments that may be in there. And a percentage of gray, if you have any, like that's a lot of variables. And that's just scratching the surface. Right. And not to get off topics, we already have enough to talk about today. If your professional that you are going to see when you sit down in their chair does not make you feel like they are truly wanting to be a part of this customization process, that they're not asking, what did you love last time? What could be what could be a little bit better? Do you want to try something new? I have this great recommendation. I took this cutting class I think would just be absolutely fabulous for you, and here's why. If you don't have somebody that's actively involved in that customization process and you don't feel that, discuss it with them, tell them that, and if they still you know, aren't delivering that feeling to you, then maybe it's time to make a relationship somewhere else. No, I, you know, and, and that goes back to a past episode that we had about trusting your stylist, uh, doing the one. research on the stylist. Like if you haven't looked at that one, it's actually our most listened to episode. That's so a great episode. Uh, it was it, just really good, really good uh, information there. You know, one thing from a customization standpoint, uh, just because everybody overlooks a touch up as like a Pshaw, like anybody can do it. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things with a box color. <laughs> yeah, until you have to cover 100% gray and right. resistant. And, you know. Right, but think about this. You know, people, when they box color their hair, they're throwing the color on. So there's no, you know, you may be overlapping and, and everything like that. But when you guys get a touch up, it's, you, you know, you're feathering down. You know, you're looking at all the places that need to be touched up. You're feathering it down a little bit so that there's no real line of demarcation mm-hmm. like when you have a box color but you've got to feather it down a little bit so all of it gets covered that you're not overlapping too much on the ends when you don't have to you know all those sure. things that they have to look at a touch-up is not just a throw color on and they walk home like there is there's some real there's some real value to coming in for just a root touch-up absolutely there is and you know it's funny it is one of those things where if you're <laughs> if we could all just take our heads off and put them in front of our faces. I mean, there's a reason hairdressers don't do their own hair. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't. I, I, I am very fortunate to work in a salon where I can just close my eyes and go, who has 
time on Monday, and I know that it's going to be fantastic. But um, a root touch-up, you know, that that term that we throw around, it really is not only – obviously, we might be using a similar or the same formula. That formula has been completely customized to you, though, right? Yep. Four, five, six different combinations of, of levels and tones that went into that. And then the way that it's applied, exactly what you were saying, like feathering down. And I know Paulson just used the line of demarcation. Line of demarcation is any time you see a change in level or color that is a horizontal line, a harsh line. And it's funny. You can take somebody who has professional hair color done. And you can have somebody that does, you know, their own at home. And you will absolutely see those variances. There's yeah. no way you can't. Thank you for clarifying that, by the way. <laughs> so, it, and line of demarcation is exactly the correct terminology to use. Some people call it banding. Banding is another, yes, like, yeah, lackadaisical way to, way to use it. Yep. Um, but you can tell the difference. We've all been standing in line at the grocery store and looked at the person in front of us. And, you know, they've got those different lines of demarcation, those different bands of color. And... Not to uh, bring, you know, I don't want to ever speak bad about people, but the first thing I think is you are doing that yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we notice. Yes. Okay. So there's a few phrases that I hear when people talk about box color, and this is like people who have come in and have used box color for a long time or stylists playing with that person's hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, her hair was petrified. My hair feels like, <laughs> like a tree. Raw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chemical haircut. I like the petrified one. That I do too. Favorite. That was good. I'm well, that was that. actually that was actually a stylist not too long ago. It was a, one of a stylist here, and she like she was like she went in the back and she was like her hair feels petrified. Well, that's it's so funny because that gives me like an act like I can visually see that like a twig like yeah. like you'd snap it. So <laughs> why why does this happen with box color? Especially, I mean, over time it's going to happen because of what we've alluded to already, but why does box color tend to make your hair feel like straw or feel like it's petrified or like a stick? You know, what, what is happening to that? Um, a lot of time, there can be a lot of different reasons why hair does not feel soft, manageable, shiny, healthy. You know, the, the normal terms that we would use to describe somebody would describe their hair if they loved their hair. Right. Um, with, when it comes to box color, the biggest thing is going to be going back and touching back on what we spoke about a little bit ago. Um, the developer that's in these boxes is extremely aggressive. I mean, not to mention that the product it's being mixed with is absolute garbage. It is. It's absolute garbage. Right. But th- it's that the volume of developer is so aggressive that you are swelling the cuticle past where it can then be closed back down to protect itself. So over time, swelling, swelling, closing, swelling, closing, that that cuticle won't shut down. That's why when your hair is not shiny, uh, light is actually being absorbed because all those little porous open pieces like a sponge, the light is being drawn in. Where shiny hair is going to have a nice closed cuticle and you're going to see reflection of light. That's what our eyes see is that shine, that sheen. Um, so over time of swelling it and swelling it and swelling it far past where it needs to be. In fact, in some cases, you're just shearing it off. You're just you're liter- you're just shearing off the cuticle. Um, eventually, your hair not only now looks expanded, it also has now damaged the cuticle so much that it can't be closed and it can't even protect itself. So then, such serious lengths have to be taken to create like a new false cuticle by using care triplex by using you know different treatments and things like that that Mm -hmm. are at our just that Mm -hmm. are at our professionals disposal we have to almost create an illusion of a false cuticle to protect uh, all the other uh, structure of hair inside so a lot of it is what it is is these it's it's just the strength of these products i don't care how careful you are i don't care 
who, you know, it, 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 they're so aggressive that over time you're going to get that drying because the, the hair is going to expand so much it just can't protect, it can't hold on to moisture and it can't protect itself. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. So does that explain why? Because some people have said, you know, I use it because that box color lasts so long. You know, it lasts a long time. So <laughs> well, that exp- it's a blessing and a curse. And, you're, right. and I'm going to step back one second before I answer that because I just remembered you said chemical haircut. And that's my favorite word in the whole world. <laughs> How I didn't start with that one, I don't know. Um, the chemical haircut. I want to go back to disulfide bonds. And again, this is just, this is my like 5% of nerdiness because I have to say it or it's welling up inside me to not say it. (laughs) Okay. I want anybody out there, I'm going to try and give a a realistic analogy. And I want you to imagine kind of like a, like a wooden ladder, the old school wooden ladders that you'd like put up against a building, right? And they have the rungs that go across the disulfide bonds, the bonds we spoke about earlier as being the strength, the structure holding that hair together, very much like the rungs of a ladder. You could break one or two rungs of a ladder. The ladder's not going anywhere. You're fine. Climb over that rung. You're still going to be safe. It's still structurally going to be safe. You break one too many rungs, no more ladder. So, <laughs> On your way down. You're, yeah, you're, it's going to be, what is it, Clark Griswold from that scene? From, <laughs> yes. from, uh, anyway, Christmas vacation. From Christmas vacation. Um, you break too many rungs and... No more ladder. So when we talk about box color, when we talk about the aggression of the product inside and the developer, you're also doing severe damage and much more likelihood of breaking those disulfide bonds, which you can never completely repair. You, We can bandage them. We can create a false cuticle. We can do things yeah. and wrap them and things, but you can't ever, there is no, you can't heal hair. You can't. You can do your best to. And that goes back to another podcast we had about hair is not alive. It is dead. Yes, it is dead. It is absolutely dead. So we can, we can create these false things, but so the disulfide bonds in there is another reason. And that is where the chemical haircut comes from. Imagine your hair is growing out. You've overlapped one too many times. Okay. Well, where that overlap is as it grows out is all the same length from the head. Well, guess what? That's where you're losing the ends, right? So that's what we call the chemical haircut. And, And I mean, Paulson, I know you've been here with me when we've had we've I've had people in my chair hysterical no oh. because they we've had haircut I mean chemical haircuts that are almost I actually have something on my Instagram that Bob on my Instagram where she lost I mean whole oh, yeah. patches on her head to like that. an inch long and I feel so much for them but at the same time I'm like quit your bitching if you did it in the kitchen yeah you know what I mean um but anyways so that's my chemical haircut <laughs> back up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so why they last so long? Uh, when we talk about professional dyes, one of the things that's so great about professional dyes is that they are, uh, I'm going to generalize here, but for the most part, a lot of uh, oxidative color. What oxidative color is, is when a molecule of color takes developer to uh, actually perform the chemical uh the the chemical process to make that color permanent okay it's oxidation then you have things called uh direct dyes there are many others out there but direct dye is the worst one it's a straight molecule of color it's huge it's obnoxious it latches onto everything it's very difficult to break down with lightener it will not lift out evenly it is not designed to be taken back out okay so the problem with these box colors and with the Sally's colors, they're chock full of direct dyes. So now you come in, you've been a chocolate brown for the last few years, and you're like, I'm ready to put some highlights in it. I'm excited, right? 
Well, there's no telling when I put that highlight in and I open up that packet what I'm going to find because those direct yeah. eyes are going to make my life a living nightmare. And your hair is not going to be it's happy. It's not going to be happy because think about how much more aggressive I then have to be because you've put direct eyes on your hair. Again, not to your knowledge because the industry unfortunately doesn't educate the industry is in it to keep everybody uneducated about these things that's how they sell this box color oh yeah you've got our professional colors they all have a box color oh yeah, yeah they, 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 it's, they it's awful it's you know, so they, and do not make me go down that rabbit hole no, we're not going we're not going there but just so you know our oh, professional yeah. our professional brands they all have a box color yep, in they the store have their hands in both pockets they, yeah they yeah i mean ours is much more expensive but anyway mm. Um, so when we talk about why it lasts so long, yes, it lasts longer, and that's because of those direct eyes that are huge, fatty, giant molecules that the eye can see easily, but you, they can't be taken out. So if you really are one of those people that's been a dark chocolate brown for 45 years and you have no interest in ever changing, me and you probably won't be having a, a, a discussion about it. But if you have ever wanted to change your hair, you've ever, even, even a slight adjustment, you've now created a huge obstacle uh, for your professional to have to climb over. Well, and if you've been, and if you've been box coloring chocolate brown for 40 years, your hair, everybody can see it. Cause like, my thing is, is like, you <laughs> I hope you like people. Katy Perry's new pixie. Cause that's what you're getting. Yeah. Because well, and I, you can tell people when they're walking at the store and stuff who takes care of their hair and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, it's clear. Like, I'm like, ooh. And it's not like, a, oh, they over hairsprayed their hair. No, they put a bunch of and, – and we're not even getting into the effect. We're not even going to get into the effect that is super negative about – if you're curling your hair with a curling iron, mm -hmm. flat ironing your hair, plus all this box color, and then your store-bought shampoo and conditioner, like I'm like, you're basically telling, you're telling your hair, get out of here. Like, I don't like you. And you want it to look like me, who's bald, if you haven't <laughs> seen me before. Like, that's what you want to That's be. why Paulson's bald, because yeah. he box colored one too many times. <laughs> yeah. The 90s were not good to him. Right. So, and, and, and don't be duped like it. And, and I don't know why companies still do this but like the commercials for uh box color and for you know the models that they have on the boxes and even with the store-bought shampoos and conditioners like none of those stars use it and their hair is like none of it is in their hair at that point they do it because they can right because those images listen. sell yeah product and no, they don't have to be held responsible for anything right no it's it's totally true and so just so we're clear when you see those pictures, you see those beautiful people. Sophie Vergara is on a new one. Uh, oh, so, and it, the head and shoulders. Oh, good. Lord have mercy. Don't. We, we're, we're not talking about – we're not going to talk about that because <laughs> there's just no way on head and shoulders. But anyway, um, so now we've kind of built this foundation, and one of the questions that always gets asked or the big problem, and we've alluded to it, is – the pricing of fixing this hair, whether you, one, want to change it. Because even if you're like, oh, yeah, I just box colored it once uh, and I just want to become like an ombre now or I want mm -hmm. the I want the balayage done or like dim dimensional color. Hey, in any yeah, capacity. Hey, I just want something or if I want an extreme case or your color looks terrible and you want it fixed immediately mm -hmm. because there's nothing more embarrassing than having hair that's clearly terrible. Like it, yeah. fit, it fit. It's not even like a vanity thing at that point. It's like, 
part of you has left. Like when I don't shave my head, I feel a little more insecure about it. Like people are like, yeah. hey, that guy doesn't shave his head because I'm, you know, I'm actually bald on top. So it looks like I got a horseshoe, which I feel so That's called about, a cul-de-sac. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing is, is like if we want to feel our most beautiful self, if we want to feel confident when we go in, you know, when you go into an interview, you go get a haircut. You want to look your best. You want to look your best for other people. That's not a vanity thing. That's a confidence thing for yourself. So going on that, why is it so expensive to fix that box color? And you've you've talked about it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. why does it end up being because, you know, the ombre that would have taken maybe three hours, three to four hours, now turns into five to six and maybe multiple sessions because why? Well, you know, it's funny there and I'm, and I'm going to preface this answer with, you know, I always like to step back and say this because we've all, I shouldn't say all of us, but people have used box color in the past and by golly, it worked. Right. And they think, oh, that, you know, I found the, I found the magic, uh, the magic wand. (laughs) Eventually it will always turn on you because of the damaging effects. So I'm not saying box color has never worked for anybody ever. That's ridiculous. They have billion, billion dollar industry. It's the long-term effects and uh, that are really horrible. And then, of course, there's always, and you've seen it a million times, somebody just rushed out to get a box color one time because they thought, oh, how bad can it be to just use it once? Right. And here's what brings me to corrective color. And it's a it's a term that's used very broadly now. And there's a lot of discussion in the hairdressing community about what corrective color is. Corrective color has become such a popular topic now because of all of the options available to guests. So now we're seeing the all these different dimensional tones and undertones, cool, warm, spalayage, uh, root smudges, anything into rainbow. I mean, you're seeing rainbow hair out there in completely, um, you know, you'll have a, a professional woman wearing a rainbow hair color. You know yeah. what I mean? It's So we're having just so much more to deal with now, and that's why we talk so much more about corrective color. Yeah. Corrective color is technically in my, how I would classify it, is any time that we are having to add any extra steps to backtrack from what something had been done previously, right? So yes. that could even be a corrective color. You could have corrective color that somebody did professionally, yep. right? You might have come to a salon for years and years and had a level three, you know, dark chocolate put on your hair and now we want to start moving into blondes it's going to be a nice slow process we're going to make sure that hair stays healthy all those things but those are still corrective colors they just don't even come close to the corrections that happen when people try and and use non-professional color now here's the breakdown of why it's so expensive at the end of the day, you you know, a lot of people forget that hairdressers, like, we are a business. <laughs> the lights, the, we have an electric bill. <laughs> yep. Like, the doors have to stay open. So when your color goes from a two-hour basic process where we're using, you know, f- uh, maybe 100 grams of color to a nine-hour process where I'm using, like, 1,500 these are huge jumps, and this is this is completely within the realms of things that I do because you know yep. me. I specialize nope. in massive color correction. And we've done it. We've done them. We've here. done them many, many times, and so 
it's the amount of time. It's now the preparation that has to go into it. Now there are multiple services throughout there that have to be done to reconstruct your hair before it can even begin. We have to use chemical clarifiers to remove some of the layers upon layers of garbage. Oh, and just, and just, just to go on top of that. uh, (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Color stays in your hair forever for a long time. Forever. Yeah. There is no completely wash out. It's gone. Yeah, it never happened. People will be like, well, you know, the color's probably out. I, I got a color like six ago. months, a year ago yeah. or two years. Oh. I'm like, no, it's still in there. We've got to we've got to get as much out as we can. The eye might not be able to see it necessarily or a very faint version of what it once was. Right. Well, once those molecules are still in there. Yeah. The molecules are still in there. Even if the pigment's gone, the br- like, let's say you had a chocolate brown. Yep. The pigment is gone but those chemicals are still in your hair until and the you, damage has already been done true and then you gotta chop it chop 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 chop. so just just so you now you can keep going but i wanted to let everybody know just so that no they it's know. a great color thing to say, stays absolutely because how many times do we say when people are like oh no it's been like a year and a half since i colored my hair but you've got you know your hair's on to your mid back okay yeah. great so the first six inches of your hair are yeah. not you know affected by it but um so these are all things i mean just the consultation alone i've had consultations you know this i mean 45 minute consultations for corrective services because yep. we have to go through everything that's on there because guess what if you don't tell us we're going to find out anyway yeah and, and it's and just going to make it worse and, down the road and honestly if you're not honest with them and they start and even if they you know you just don't even know now. Like the chemicals that are in, you know, people want, want to spend the money on the hair, but then they go and they buy the, the store-bought shampoo and conditioner. Well, that puts a bunch of wax inside of your hair. Yep. And mm-hmm. you, you can look it up. But wax you, and plastic. A, wax dimethicone, and plastic. Dimethicone, silicone. So then once we, ha- we have to get that stuff out of your hair to, to even be able, able to, to penetrate color. Yeah, mm-hmm. it won't it won't go in. So it's like, yeah, you may save money on there, but then it's like your your root touch up just got more expensive because now we got to throw in a clarifier and we probably got to condition your hair. So now, you know, so yeah, so now you've got a two hour process before we even actually mix up any color. So it's it's the time that it takes. It's the amount of product, which again we pay a very good money for our product and we have to have a lot of it. It takes a very big arsenal to be able to do what we do. These are all things that come out of pocket for us, not even, you know, having anything to do with your, what you pay to, to, to work out of your space. And then of course what you're the business itself, I mean, rent and all that. So it all adds up very quickly when you go from an hour and a half, two hour normal service, that's going to be pretty straightforward. We know exactly how much color we've already calculated that out. We know what, you know, it needs to be to now this guessing game of this six to whoever knows how many hours service. That's why it becomes so expensive because if an hour and a half service, you're paying somewhere, you know, let's call it 130 to $150, whatever, you know, whatever demographic you live in, obviously that's going to change. But now you're going to eight hours. It's not going up to 200. I'll tell you that. No, it's not. (laughs) Right. Unfortunately. And we don't want to do, that's not something that we enjoy having to tell our guests. Do we wish we could wave a magic wand and and be able to do it for free and, and make people happy? Of course we do. I mean, no hairdresser got into this industry without at least a major part of it being that they want to see people happy. They want to fix people's problems. It's why people think we're, we're psychiatrists and tell us everything in their lives. You know, we want to help so badly but unfortunately it's why a lot of hairdressers have to leave the industry because they give everything away and then there's nothing they can't make a living no and and that's and that's the other side of that is that you know if they're going to spend that kind of time on your hair so that you can walk out with healthy as possible hair yeah then 
I mean, yeah, we're not even talking about all the treatments that get added into each one of those bowls of color. Yeah, I mean, think of that. So or how much we spend on our education to be able to even know how to perform these complicated Oh no, and services. and that's totally true. Do you remember do you remember that client that came in who saw a professional stylist uh, and she had wrapped her hair up. She had li- she had just thrown lightener on her hair and wrapped it up in oh a God. towel. Oh, oh, and that she poor came woman. in, and you had we had like four stylists were like tag team and trying to work on her hair, and her hair because those cuticles were all open. No color would ever go in. It, like it wouldn't stay at it all. Was, it, like that had, was a rough one. That yeah, was and, a rough one. And it's just because that stylist didn't invest in themselves. Yeah, because that, that was a asked. professional that did that. That wasn't yeah. even her fault, which makes you feel even worse for them because it's not even like they did it to themselves. Yeah. They tried. Now, it is everybody's responsibility to do a little bit of research. You wouldn't go just walk into any uh, doctor's office. You know, it does. You do have to do a little bit of research to make sure that you're seeing somebody that's the best fit for you. Yeah. But that stylist did not invest in the education to be able to give that oh, client. Oh, that was horrific. That, that lady was in tears. Oh, it, she, it was she, awful. It was just, I mean, we, was we just got so it to wonderful. okay, but then it was like We got it barely, just the fact that we could get it to, to that we even salvaged. I mean, it was, yeah. that was, and I just, it, it was one of those things where that's a time where you go, thank God, like, thank God that I spend the money to educate myself. Because no, educate yourself and that people re- Find a place where they can trust that they're going to take care of their hair and keep going. Even though you think it's expensive in the long run, it's not. It's more expensive to mess up your hair. And if you don't like people making fun of your hair, if you look in the mirror and you don't like the way your hair feels and looks, come to a salon. Yeah. Come to a trusted salon. Well, and think about this too. How many times in my consultation do you hear me talk with guests about maintenance? You know, if you go to a professional and a a professional that really listens to you and works with you and customizes for you and you say, at this price point, I can only afford to come X number of times per year, that stylist goes, okay, well then let's talk about the options that are going to grow out best for you. A box is not going to do that. No. We can actually say, all right, I'm going to give you something that I know is still going to look great in two to three months instead of in three weeks, your hair is brittle, fragile, breaking, and so you go and buy the same darn box color again to try and salvage it from there yeah so it's it all wraps back around a customization no and even still I, I know that these have popped up lately but these customized professional colors that are online i still you're still trying to do it at home and it, the color might not be quite as damaging but it's not going to look as well you're going to have you, there's so many other issues with it yeah. and again it goes back to what you said stylists don't do their own hair no, absolutely no, not. They have somebody else. Like even And any time we do, we immediately regret it. Yeah. <laughs> like imme- like the second we no, start, we're like, the- this was dumb. No, it was it, it's so funny. Even my sister in law, who is a stylist here at the salon, like my wife. No, knows she comes my, in. Well, she comes in, but sometimes when she hasn't been able to get somebody, like Ricky knows enough to put a touch up on, so she puts it on for her at home. Yeah. Because it's because you just can't do it your dang you can't self. Do it. Stop it's, asking you your husband. <laughs> like they're they always overlap <laughs> always always okay so uh that's gonna wrap up the show for today i hope everybody uh enjoyed the topic uh, we'd love to hear any comments any questions clarifications uh anything that we may have missed we'd love to we'd love to hear it so um you can, uh, again, email us at hairdouncut at gmail.com. The Instagram, uh, you can search for us on Facebook and Pinterest. Uh, Instagram and uh, at Twitter is hair underscore do underscore salon. Charlie, the lovely Charlie, is at Charlie Can Color. Yep. 
C-H-A-R-L-I-E-C-A-N-C-O-L-O-R. Yeah, so and follow And I her. love questions. Follow me, comment on my photos, ask me questions about, you know, if you're a professional out there right now listening, I, you know, I love to get feedback and talk back and forth about maybe steps were done if you're not a professional and you just have a question about maybe the way something was achieved uh, either to come to me or even to another stylist I love that kind of back and forth obviously I'm a super nerd about this stuff so please reach out to me and we've got you know Suzanne and Charlie have done a couple uh, coloring classes and I know that there are some more that are are scheduled ahead of time so you know if you need some hands-on help uh, if you have questions that are just over Instagram We'll help you find it. Yeah, we'll we'll help you find it. We want to point you in the right direction. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thank you to Charlie for joining us today. And make it a great hair day. Well, thanks for having me, Paulson. You bet. 